0: Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud. Try to fit in, but if you...
1: And a welcome to The Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and with me as always is Sam Chung.
0: Hello, Marissa. Guess what? Ding dong, the wicked witch is
1: dead. A perfect clip for a perfect day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It is Sunday currently, so we are...
1: Yeah, it is... Sunday, November 8th, at the time that we are recording this, and it has been just over 24 hours since Joe Biden has been declared president-elect, and it's been a party in the USA, as they say.
0: <laughs> it has been a party in the USA, as they say. My favorite part of the whole the whole process was... <laughs> joe biden's i guess campaign playing won't back down by tom petty just to troll (laughs) i thought it was it was petty um joe biden chief petty officer but i love it
1: i feel like that's a close second to four seasons total landscaping
0: oh that's a good one too and then there's van jones just getting trolled for confusing beyonce and mary j blige
1: yeah that was pretty bad
0: (laughs) crazy day crazy day
1: Yeah, so we're in New York City, and it was honestly such a magical place to be for this moment. The moment they called it, our whole neighborhood just erupted, and it was nice to be yelling and pot banging again
0: for a better reason. Yeah, it was a good time. But in, in Saturn news, Alex Trebek just died.
1: Why are we bringing that up already? I don't know.
0: I'm not over it.
1: It just happened. It, li- <laughs> it literally just happened. It did
0: literally just happen. It's super sad.
1: Super sad. I mean, it's not surprising. He's been sick for a very long time, but it's still it still hurts. Yeah. I know you're a big Jeopardy guy.
0: I mean, who isn't?
1: It's true. I'm also a Jeopardy gal.
0: Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. You were going to talk more about the election, I know.
1: Yeah, I was going to talk about Vice President elect Kamala Harris. Her power suit, how quickly Maya Rudolph got that power suit for SNL, it was very impressive.
0: Yeah, although the SNL itself, I felt like, was less impressive.
1: It really <laughs> fell flat um, as an entire episode, and so many people stayed up late to watch it specifically. And it was probably one of the weaker Episodes of the season in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean granted they only had like a couple hours to try and turn around the speech But I mean they knew all day that this was going to be happening. So I don't know
1: Yeah, I mean like they really just gave Dave Chappelle the mic and just they were like go yeah go off they did but yeah, it really feels like we are coming out of a regime like we (laughs) we were celebrating in the streets like we just got rid of an evil dictator, which we did. It really, listening to Joe Biden's speech last night, just really, it was so clear how far, how abused we've been and traumatized the last four years. Everyone, we are all so excited when he talks about science and we know that he is telling us the truth and he is not making a speech about himself and about how great he is and having a COVID plan. And, like, it hit me last night, like, we're going to be back in the Paris Climate Accord. Like, we have someone who believes in climate change. And, like, the bar is on the floor.
0: Yes. The bar is very low. Although, I will say, you cannot just assume that he's telling you the truth. Always be informed for yourself.
1: Oh, of course. But, I mean, we don't have to fact check literally every (laughs) word that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. And yeah, there is a lot of work to do. There's a lot of division within the Democratic Party. And there's a lot to be said for obviously this is a first step and the work is just beginning. But Donald Trump is gone and he was taken out by Four Seasons Total Landscaping.
0: I mean, Four Seasons Total Landscaping was probably not what took him out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, it's not what took him out, but like it's just so hilarious Did you know also that four seasons total landscaping is located between an adult store and a crematorium?
0: <laughs> Why would I know that? No, I didn't know that it's not like I frequent four seasons total. Landscaping. Oh, it was all over
1: twitter it's like the greatest roast of 2020 and Somebody tweeted that basically like the American heroes are the people who work for Four Seasons Total Landscaping who just took the calls and booked this as if this was like a totally normal thing. We don't need to talk about Four Seasons Total Landscaping anymore. Okay. We need to talk about Georgia because Georgia is where we all need to be looking next. There are both Senate seats are going to a runoff.
0: They are, yes.
1: And if Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff win their seats, we will have a split Senate with Kamala Harris being the tie-breaking vote. Now, that this, this is a very big deal.
0: It, yes, it is.
1: I don't want to hear any of your pessimism on the podcast. I can already hear it in your tone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pessimism is that, you know, neither of those candidates probably are going to win just based on how the votes in their states turned out, but you know, you never know. We'll know Jan. We'll know in January.
1: Hello, Georgia went blue.
0: Georgia went blue for the presidential election, but you know, Purdue got like forty nine point eight percent of the votes. Like he led off, and then in the other race, it was like the two Republican candidates split, but they would have gotten like forty something percent of the votes.
1: Yeah, Raphael Warnock ended up with thirty three percent of the vote. Kelly, Loeffler. His, opponent, his main opponent ended up with about 26%. But then Doug Collins also had 20%. Yeah.
0: So we'll but see in January, though.
1: We got a lot of young people to register to vote. We have a lot of Georgians in general to register to vote. And we just got to keep getting people voting.
0: Yeah, everybody moved to Georgia.
1: <laughs> you know, I literally said that. <laughs> yeah. And donate to Fair Fight, Stacey Abrams' organization. That has been fighting voter suppression on the ground in Georgia. And there is also a an Act Blue page where donations will be split between the John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock com- campaigns. Yep. So donate if you can. Volunteer if you can. This is really where the energy needs to be focused. And we are generally not a political podcast, but now you know, we are progressive AF. <laughs> Yeah, if I that want my student loans obvious.
0: canceled. <laughs> Someone cancel my student loans. I want to start my life.
1: <laughs> one last thing I do want to say is that I very much appreciate that John Ossoff's campaign slogan is run your off."
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Enough said. Enough said.
1: We also finished the OC. We have to talk about that for a second.
0: Alright, right, we've been just we've for, been... for context Marissa, probably like two hours ago Was like, I want to keep this snappy um, I want to keep this really tight
1: You said I could have ten minutes To talk about politics You'll probably cut it down to five So, <laughs> you know what
0: Okay, yes, we finished the OC The ending was bad What else is there to say?
1: So here's the thing, season four overall
0: Spoiler alert, by the way If you don't want to be spoiled on the end of the OC You should probably skip ahead
1: Correct. Here's the thing. Season four overall was honestly a joy. I had so much fun watching it. It was so funny. It felt like a parody of itself. The Taylor and Ryan arc was just wild. There's an episode where they fall off the roof at Chrismica and go into a coma and end up in a parallel universe. It's just like it just went so off the rails.
0: And yeah, the, it, it But then in the season finale It was kind of like they had been told That it would be the season finale Like two hours before they started <laughs> yeah,
1: It was a really bad series finale Honestly from like the earthquake onward It was kind of like Oh disappointing But we finished it We can move on with our lives Where we will go That is the question And we could fork in one direction or another We could either go down the Dawson's Creek route a show that I have never seen but is now on Netflix. Or we could watch my fav- one of my favorite shows that Sam has never seen, One Tree Hill.
0: You know, we don't have to watch shows that are from like the early 2000s. We can watch shows that have been made in this decade.
1: We do. <laughs> we do. I just watched 24 episodes of Selling Sunset in two days. Okay,
0: I did not tell you to do that. You put yourself through that experience.
1: And it was a joy. Put myself (laughs) through one experience. I loved every second of it.
0: You did that to yourself. No, I'm saying we can watch things like Fargo, or we could watch Queen's Gambit, or we could watch any of these these other things.
1: Or we could watch Dawson's Creek. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, I don't want to watch Dawson's Creek right now.
1: Okay, or we could watch Fleabag, or we could watch I May Destroy You. Or we could watch Insecure. See, I have shows from this decade that I want to watch, too. <laughs> I could be passive-aggressive also. Cool. <laughs>
0: cool. Cool. Like, for example, we just watched um, Two Weeks to Live, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. and It was only six episodes, but I enjoyed really it nonetheless.
1: It was really fun. I, I feel like it really felt like your style of show. Like, I could see you writing on something like this.
0: Yeah, if you like um, the end of the effing world, or I'm not okay with this, you will mm-hmm. definitely like two weeks to live,
1: starring Maisie Williams, Arya Stark.
0: I mean, Game of Thrones is over. She needs to do new things,
1: and she is great. And she used some of the stunt skills that she acquired.
0: <laughs> acquired Yes. I
1: didn't say acquired it. Yes, you said acquired. <laughs> I did
0: not. She did. All right, you. This is no longer a tight, snappy intro. We have gone on too long.
1: Okay, we'll I'll cut it in half in post.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's time to talk about Kate and Lizzie and their unresolved feelings for each other. <laughs> Except that
0: yeah, was really another... wasn't
1: the tone of this one.
0: Well, not till the end. <laughs> not you know? until the
1: very end.
0: But it was another one of those episodes. And I feel like this is honestly the first time we've seen Kate this season. It is. Right? Yeah. Now I'm trying to think back. She wasn't in the Mexican game show. She wasn't in the last episode for whatever reason. What was the first episode? The
1: first kiss episode. The first kiss. She wasn't in that either.
0: Yeah, she wasn't. So yeah, this is the first Kate and Claire, for that matter, sighting that we've really had in season two.
1: Honestly, this episode spoke more to Claire than it did to Kate. Like, this was truly Claire's breakout role.
0: Yeah, not a good look for her.
1: Not at all. And yes, once again... Lizzie is going to help Kate become a better person because Lizzie herself is just such a good person.
0: Do you want to do the episode description?
1: I was leading into that. Okay. (laughs) Yes, today we will be recapping episode 204, The Rise and Fall of the Kate Empire. In this episode, when Kate hurts her arm, she's forced to stop being head of the cheerleading squad. Her replacement is such a tyrant that Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are determined to get Kate back in the squad fast. And this episode aired on March fifteenth, two 2002.
0: This school has a major problem, and the problem is that clearly it's overcapacity. Like, why are there not enough lunch tables for everybody?
1: This was literally never a problem until this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They've literally always been able to find a lunch table for themselves. And then suddenly in this episode, they're like, oh, I guess we have to eat in the grass. First of all, there should be an indoor cafeteria, right? Like, we've seen the indoor cafeteria before. If you can't sit outside, just go find a seat inside. inside. Yeah.
1: Imagine that, like, even just the concept of, like, sitting on the grass to eat lunch is so foreign to us. Outdoor space at school.
0: Yeah, I mean, now, actually, it might be more of a thing. But our old school was built like a prison. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like, straight up.
0: Like, no windows prison. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, the we new never building, would have experienced
1: that. I think the new building does have courtyards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably more feasible now.
1: But for us, yeah, we were lucky if we could see the outdoors at all.
0: Indeed, yes.
1: But yeah, the only seats left at lunch this day are there are chairs open at the cheerleader table. And Gordo's like, let's go to the cheerleader table. I am not eating bologna in the grass again.
0: Which we've never seen. Like, he's never done that before. Never but done okay. before.
1: But it's time to take a stand. And then they approach the cheerleading table. Kate says... Are you and your friends confused? This is a cheerleader-only zone. Bye.
0: (laughs) Yep. Gordo's like, no, I think it's time for a change. I'm staying. Cut to them in the grass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a good effort. It was a good try.
1: This was actually massively triggering for me. Um, It was shades of middle school when all of my friends at the time went to the rival dance studio. And one day they just decided that... Only people who went to their dance studio could sit at their table, and they, like, banished me from the table. So rude. Just me. (laughs) It was really upsetting at the time.
0: Wow. Um, So mean. That's that's so traumatizing.
1: I know. So this felt very realistic to me, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: But then did they proceed to do a cheerleading routine in the middle of lunch?
1: You know, not cheerleading, but in middle school – Sometimes we would have, there was a stage in our cafeteria, in the middle school and the high school, we called it a cafetorium, which is really unfortunate when you think about it.
0: (laughs) You're really passionate about the arts (laughs) and food. You could do both at the same time. In
1: the same place. (laughs) Um, So once, I think maybe like once a month, students could sign up to perform at lunch, on the stage in the cafeteria, and so, so you one, would just
0: be eating lunch, and then they would call you up, and they'd be like, "You can now perform."
1: Yes. Do you want to hear something really embarrassing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I might make you cut this. So one time, I performed at lunch, and me and one of my friends sang "All I Want for Christmas Is a You," which was a bold choice because, like, a I'm Jewish, and b That song just has a range that I do not. (laughs) But my voice was higher in middle school.
0: Wow. Yeah. How'd that go over?
1: I don't know. I kind of blacked it out. (laughs) I think it was fine.
0: That's wild. Is it on tape? No. No one recorded this?
1: We didn't. It was sixth grade. We didn't have cell phones yet, really. This was pre-smartphones. This
0: is a travesty. Someone should have been recording this
1: didn't have the means thank god otherwise i definitely like if this was like now i would have become a meme yeah and like been trolled massively wow but no I, the first iphone came into my friend group in seventh grade mm. and that was like a big deal
0: so you could do any type of performance at lunch
1: yeah you could sing you could dance you could play an instrument I think one could do like a stand-up comedy act yeah, anything was possible. It just had to get approved. Anything by
0: was possible <laughs> at lunch in middle school.
1: Yeah. yeah, it just had to get it approved by the headmaster. Wow. Who was really into fostering the arts.
0: <laughs> Clearly.
1: So, yes, lunchtime performances, long story short, could be a thing. But, okay. yes, the cheerleaders, back to the show, the cheerleaders start cheerleading in the middle of lunch. And this is one of those moments where, you know, Lizzie is like, God, I just wish someone would knock Kate off her pedestal. And then her cartoon counterparts asks, where is a gust of wind when you need it? And then almost immediately, Kate falls off the top of the pyramid, and clearly it is Lizzie's fault. Ouch. Cut to theme song.
0: Yes. So then we're at lunch the next day, and weird scene. Lizzie, <laughs> Gordo, and Miranda see a table, and they sprint for it. They're like... <laughs> No, not today. And then instead of, like, showing them sprinting, they do a series of still images, like, of them <laughs> beating everybody else to the table.
1: The editorial choices never cease to amaze me.
0: Yeah, it was great. The sound effects in this episode were just next level. I mean, obviously, we've made a comment in the past about just how many sound effects there are, and this episode was just even even more sound effects.
1: Yeah. So we learn... That Kate dislocated her shoulder and is going to be out of cheerleading for a month thanks to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, a.k.a. Lizzie.
0: Yeah, although Kate doesn't know that Lizzie is the reason that she fell and dislocated her shoulder.
1: But Lizzie's not the reason. No, Lizzie is the reason. (laughs) Lizzie's like, I didn't want her to fall. And Miranda's like, we all wanted her to fall. Yeah. And then Lizzie's like, but I didn't want her to get hurt.
0: And Gordo and Miranda are like, ding dong, the Wicked Witch is dead.
1: Yes, but you kind of jump the gun on that a bit. First, we see Kate approach her friends. And Claire just uses this injury as an opportunity to crown herself as cheerleading captain. What a jerk. Yeah. She's like, you can't be cheerleader with a dislocated shoulder. I'm the new cheerleading captain. We took a vote. You're out. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get, you know, cat sounds because that's appropriate.
0: Like I said, the sound effects in this episode just next level.
1: But yeah, Claire just totally ousted Kate, banishes her from the table. And maybe this was the moment where I felt a little more triggered because it was like. It was more like your friends, the people you thought you were your friends rejecting you being like, you just can't sit with us anymore because you got like, not only are you suffering with a dislocated shoulder, your friends are just totally like, wow, you had the audacity to get hurt. (laughs) We're not your friends anymore.
0: Maybe it's just I feel like I don't understand dislocated shoulders correctly because sometimes it's like. Especially like the way that they're portrayed in TV, because sometimes it's like, oh, I dislocated my shoulder, and then they'll just pop it back in, and they'll be fine, good to go. (laughs) But Kate is out of commission from cheerleading for like a month because of her dislocated shoulder. I'm like, how bad is a dislocated shoulder, really?
1: I don't know. They could have gone. I've seen
0: it go either way. They
1: could have gone with a more slightly more serious injury.
0: No, for sure. But like a
1: fractured elbow.
0: Jeez. Okay. (laughs) She could have just shattered her elbow. Had to amputate the arm. They really just, they didn't go far enough, clearly.
1: But yes, so Lizzie and her friends witnessed this, and Lizzie says that that was a little harsh, but Miranda says it was awesome, and Gordo wishes he had his camera, and Lizzie says that they should ask Kate to sit with them, and that is when we get the moment.
0: Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead.
1: I don't know. I feel for Kate in this episode. Kate is misunderstood. And then we cut to the Matt story. And This Matt story is excellent, in my humble opinion.
0: It is, it's one of the better ones, for sure.
1: Yeah, Shades of School Drama Club coming back.
0: I don't know that I saw anybody ever act like the way Matt acted because they were a member of the drama club. I know. So, um Basically, Sam and Joe are in the kitchen cooking. I guess Sam's cooking skills have improved a little bit. Joe trusts him in the kitchen again. Lanny comes in, and they're like, hey, Lanny, where's Matt? And then Matt walks in, and he has donned a theatrical persona. He has uh, acquired an accent of unknown origin.
1: He kind of just makes his voice deeper.
0: And he is going to be in the school play. He has exactly one line.
1: Yes, but he calls himself the star.
0: Lanny is there to fact check
1: I only have one line But what a line it is Yes And he goes on to say You see my character holds together the entire play
0: Lanny's fact checking this whole thing Lanny's like eh (laughs) But but really though
1: And that's all we get for now Just a little preview of what's to come And we're back at school with Lizzie And there's just a montage of them being bullied by Claire
0: Love it. Love to see it.
1: There's one moment where they're literally just walking down the hallway and Claire points at them and is basically like, you need to walk in the other direction. (laughs) You need to walk away. And they turn around.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I ever saw any one group of people in school wield this much power.
1: Yeah. They control the hallways. They control the bathrooms. It's crazy. It is. Lizzie says that Claire is... 10 times worse than Kate.
0: Like 10 times. Yeah. They just, it's it's kind of, the comparison is that they, it's like a monster movie where they killed one monster and it just gave way to a bigger monster.
1: And Lizzie was not cut out for monster movies.
0: No, not at all. All right. So now, and also in addition to Like, Gordo, Lizzie, and uh, Miranda having to eat lunch in the grass. Now it seems like literally everybody Everybody has to (laughs) eat lunch in the grass. Like, there's free tables all all over the cafeteria, but it's like, no, you must eat in the grass if you're not a cheerleader.
1: Yeah, Claire is an evil dictator, and we love the optics of that. We really do.
0: (laughs) It's not great.
1: Like, oh, the white blonde girl was like the basic monster. But the one POC character who speaks on the show is even worse. You obviously don't know what it's like to be popular. The optics, the choice that was made.
0: Yes, not great. But then we get back to the. There's so much cutting back and forth in this episode. I feel like more than normal.
1: Yeah, it's nothing is super cohesive. Lizzie says at the end of this scene that at least with Kate, if you stay out of her way, she'll leave you alone. But Claire is just trying to like Again, dictate and control everyone. Then we cut back to the Matt story, and Matt is in the living room. Again, hes they're never at school, ever.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but no, they're not at school. They are in the house the entire time.
1: Yes, and then we hear Matt's line. Now, Sam, would you like to perform Matt's line?
0: I mean, he performs it so many different ways that – There's no one way. There's clearly no one way to perform the line.
1: Give me one.
0: Ah, the doorbell. I'll get that.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Was
0: that a good... That's kind of... That was my impression of Matt doing his line.
1: It was excellent. Thank you. Really on point.
0: Yes. Acting.
1: Acting. And we learned that the motivation for his character is that there is someone at the door. And he has to get it. And if he doesn't, the entire play shuts down entirely.
0: He's not wrong. (laughs) The entire progression of the action depends on him answering the door.
1: Yeah, the entire play falls on his shoulders.
0: Super important.
1: So important. And Lanny's there supporting Matt. He's sort of cueing him up to go. Every time Lanny clinks his water glass with a spoon, Matt delivers the line a different way. And (laughs) Joe comes in. With some snacks, like a nice mother. And Matt yells at her.
0: Mom, you're disturbing the process.
1: (laughs) No respect. I know. And it's, what, it's like a trail mix with chocolate chips in it?
0: It's like a giant bowl of trail mix. It's way too much trail mix. I've never seen this much trail mix in one place.
1: Portion control, Joe (laughs) McGuire.
0: And... Matt's upset because Joe didn't pick out the chocolate chips. You know what chocolate chips do to my complexion. Take it away. And Joe, Joe is not having this attitude. Your behavior, your attitude are just so bad.
1: Yeah, she's like, I'm going to act like I didn't hear that. actors.
0: And Matt's now making demands, or further demands, I suppose. He's like, we need you to cut up some papaya and bring some green tea and honey.
1: Yeah. Joe is like no (laughs) and walks away and then Matt and Lanny start working on their facial expressions alternating between lion face and lemon (laughs) face and I gotta say Lanny's expressions were far superior
0: I mean foreshadowing
1: yeah back to the Lizzie situation Kate is now in the dork hallway so her status has just devolved Overnight with a dislocated shoulder.
0: Yeah, um, and she's really struggling with her books. I mean, it looks like she's at a she's at a locker. So, is her locker just in the door hallway? Like, why isn't she always in the door hallway if her locker is there?
1: Why is there a door hallway?
0: Why is I guess yeah, <laughs> just in general, why is there a door hallway? It's it's not explained very well.
1: Not at all. And yeah, so Kate drops one of her books, and Lizzie picks it up for her. Kate is very snappy and like doesn't want the help but kind of softens a little bit. Lizzie says, What are these strange feelings I'm having?
0: Mmm. Okay, okay.
1: Sapphic feelings, I say.
0: I mean she says that it's just her feeling sorry for Kate.
1: Yeah, but
0: So then she tries to <laughs> So then she tries to help Kate and Kate does her lion face and is like, No, I don't need your help.
1: From you or anybody, yeah. But it, Lizzie is now like singularly determined to help Kate.
0: She's yeah. on a
1: mission. They
0: keep referring to Kate's superpower, which I guess is just being mean. Like <laughs> without Kate, she has no superpowers.
1: Without cheerleading, Kate has no. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Without
0: without cheerleading, Kate has no superpowers. But yeah, what is the superpower?
1: Being a bully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't make a. It didn't make a lot of sense to to frame it that way. She's
1: not intimidating without cheerleading. Yeah. And then after school at Lizzie's house, Lizzie tells her friends that she wants to help make Kate popular again. Now Miranda delivers what I think is one of the best lines of the episode. She says, We can't even make ourselves popular in the first place. You obviously don't know what it's like to be popular. But eventually they're in. Gordo is so done eating on the grass lizzie says no to self never lose my friends which is just like
0: i mean she said in the past hate my
1: friends
0: (laughs) so you know we'll see we'll see if that if that holds
1: and they're like but how are we going to help then we cut back to matt yeah this this episode actually really is choppy in terms of the scenes and he's just total diva mode we'll talk about the outfit later it is wild um, and he says, can we do anything about this overhead lighting? It's making me look old. Yeah. He is 11 max.
0: He's on his cell phone. He's talking to Lanny. And then the camera zooms out a little bit. And we learn that Lanny is actually sitting next to him on the couch holding <laughs> another cell phone. So they don't need to be on the cell phone with each other. I think they're just playing. Um, But we don't know that for sure. And honestly, given Matt's behavior in this episode... I don't think they were playing
1: Minutes were a pricey commodity Well that's why Joe gets so mad
0: at them And is like I told you no cell phone
1: Yeah But yeah Matt calls Joe in Mom I need your help now And he just wants her to turn down the lights
0: (laughs) Oh and then we get my favorite Joe line of the episode Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah Joe is not having it
0: Yeah Joe is really upset
1: I am your mother I am not your flunky.
0: <laughs> what is a flunky? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've never heard that but in But I my love life. that line. <laughs> I'm not your flunky.
1: She takes away the cell phones. Call and me
0: on my cell phone.
1: At this point, Lanny is starting to get a little peeved also.
0: Yeah. Matt is rubbing Lanny the wrong way. It's yeah. like a Brant steal.
1: Yeah. But Matt says we're a team, him and Lanny. Matt does the acting, and Lanny helps him, which isn't a team so much as indentured servitude. Yeah,
0: it's not a great look, and so Lanny and Matt are going to go their separate ways. Lanny is done with this. Yeah,
1: Lanny leaves. Like, boy, bye.
0: Good for him. Yes.
1: Then we are back to Lizzie. So plan A is spreading a rumor about Kate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that will definitely work. And the rumor is that Kate's aunt is a Laker girl. So another point for L.A.
1: Yeah, but Claire doesn't buy it.
0: Yeah, how convenient for this information to surface now. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it's part of some elaborate scheme to make you popular again. Not.
0: <laughs> I, Claire yeah. is
1: really a terrible friend.
0: Yeah. So much drama.
1: So much drama. And then... Kate is sitting alone on the grass, a taste of her own medicine, but Lizzie, this upsets her. She feels bad, and Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda go and sit with Kate at lunch. They don't want to be her friend, but they want to help her get her friends back.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they're doing – why are they doing this? Just because Claire is that – is Claire that mean and unstoppable?
1: Apparently so. (laughs)
0: Like – How many cheerleaders do you think there are? It looked like there were maybe eight tops. You really mean that. They just wield so much power, Sam. You can't overpower these eight middle school girls. Like what is happening?
1: (laughs) They're not just girls, they're cheerleaders. You don't know that kind of power.
0: This makes no sense. Okay.
1: (laughs) And Kate is like, but I can't be a cheerleader. I can't do stunts with one arm. And Lizzie's like, sure you can. And that is when plan B Arises because We get a throwback To Lizzie, rhythmic Gymnastics superstar
0: Yeah, turns out that she knows all about doing Stunts one-handed
1: Yeah, most of her stunts were one-armed And Lizzie is Going to train Kate to do one arm Stunts.
0: Yeah, because that's clearly The move here. There's no chance That Kate could injure herself further This could not go wrong in any way <laughs> Nope Nope <laughs> Can you just imagine if they're practicing And Kate can't do a one-armed cartwheel And falls onto her shoulder again
1: (laughs) Then she could never be Maybe never be a cheerleader again
0: Never use the arm again
1: Oh my god But it's Disney Channel Or she
0: dislocates the other shoulder (laughs) And now she has two dislocated shoulders Two slings
1: No, no, no It's Disney Channel It's
0: gonna work I don't know Disney Channel's pretty dark Or maybe that's just Disney.
1: They kill parents, not cheerleaders.
0: (laughs) But I feel like in some circumstances, like you'll see the villain and the villain is wrapped up like a mummy because they've just injured themselves so much.
1: That's true. I guess you can go further with animated monsters.
0: I digress. I digress.
1: Like when Mother Gothel just like falls out (laughs) of the tower (laughs) at the end of Tangled.
0: Oh yeah, that was real dark. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's it. I mean... In all fairness, in National Treasure, one dude just falls into a bottomless pit. (laughs) They're, like, going to look for the treasure, and they're on this rickety staircase, and he's like, oh, no, and then he just falls, and you hear him yelling, and then the yelling just gets, like, further and further away. He's like, ah.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I guess it could have been possible for Kate to just further injure herself. Yeah. But this is the plan. It's going to work, Miranda says, and we can put Claire in her place. What a witch.
0: I mean, yeah, they know all about witches. Your parents are so Blair Witch.
1: Yeah, Blair Witch, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think we've gotten nearly every...
0: The Wicked Witch.
1: The Wicked Witch. (laughs) (laughs) All all the witches. Yeah. (laughs) Then we cut back to Matt. Sam and Joe are listening to Matt outside of his door. And they're like, we need to talk to him. We need to have a conversation about his behavior.
0: Yes, which which is bad, as we've established.
1: They enter and Matt says he'll fit a convo in with them later. And they say that this acting role is going to his head.
0: Yeah, real interesting shot selection here. So Matt is practicing in front of a mirror. Sam and Joe stand behind him. So, this most of the scene is done like as a reflection <laughs> in yeah. the mirror. Yeah. Now, is this, if this was one of my film classes, they would be like, what's the symbolism here? But I don't think there is any symbolism. I think that the the cinematographer was like, you know what would be cool? And then they were like, Yeah, that would be cool. I don't think there's a deeper meaning here.
1: I don't either. <laughs> I think this is just what we get.
0: This is just what it is. Yes. Don't don't read into it too deeply.
1: Yes. And then we get Sam Maguire getting a little feisty.
0: <laughs> yeah. What does he say? He oh. goes,
1: What we're trying to say, Matthew. Is that you don't get to order people around.
0: (laughs) I don't order them around. I just tell them what to do.
1: Isn't that what actors do? Joe's like, no. Actors act. And then they ground Matt the day before his play.
0: Good one. And he can use that time to think about how he's making other people feel.
1: Matt calls jealousy.
0: And then Matt inexplicably loses his voice. just
1: like instantly can't speak anymore.
0: I thought this was acting at first. I thought this was hashtag acting. As a way to get out of being grounded But it turns out it was real yeah,
1: He can't talk It's all gone
0: A plus acting
1: And they sort of rescind the punishment instantly Also because this is punishment enough Matt has worked tirelessly On the perfect delivery Of ah the doorbell I'll get that And now cannot even deliver
0: So sad this could have been his big break. And you know how much Sam and Joe are waiting for one of, their chil- one of their children to have a big break.
1: I know. Another opportunity to get an agent.
0: I know. Wasted. Thrown away. So much potential.
1: So then we get our second montage. And it is Lizzie training Kate. And it's kind of the most underwhelming training sequence I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, they only learn one move.
1: Yeah, so Lizzie just does some one-armed cartwheels. Then Kate does... Some one-armed cartwheel. She sort of hesitates at first before going into the first one. But then she gets the hang of it. And then we get a shot of Lizzie and Kate doing cartwheels together, side by side. And, in Gordo,
0: and Gordo, Gordo and Miranda sit there clapping.
1: Yes. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was the entire, that's all Kate needed to learn. But then we flash, like, later on. This is, like, jumping ahead, but to the final sequence. And... Kate had a lot of tricks up her sleeve.
0: Not really. It was the same trick with like one additional trick.
1: No, she did like a front layout. She did a round off. So there were at least there were at least four moves. I
0: don't know what you're talking about, but it looked like one thing.
1: Okay, we will get to that. Okay. Um, but first after the montage, we get a short scene with Kate, like they're just wrapping up in Lizzie's backyard and You know, Kate can't wait to go to school tomorrow and show everyone. And this doesn't change anything between her and Lizzie. They are not friends. She starts to, she leaves. Miranda asks, why do we even bother? Gordo just wants Kate to say thanks one time and mean it. Kate comes back and it's like, it sort of sets it up where like maybe she is coming back to say thank you. But Gordo's just sitting on her sweater.
0: Yeah, she did not grow at all at this point in time.
1: Or so we think.
0: Or so we think. Back inside, Joe brings Matt some soup, and she took out all the carrots just like he likes it. So, you know, if you can do it with the carrots, why couldn't you have just taken the chocolate out of the trail mix? Like,
1: Yeah, God, Joe. Yeah,
0: come on, Joe. Jeez.
1: I am your mother. I am not your flunky. (laughs) Then Matt apologizes for the way he acted. The doorbell rings. Joe says that she will get that.
0: Oh it was such a good it was such a good troll moment.
1: It was so petty. <laughs> Joe McGuire. It was on CPL.
0: It was on par with I won't back down.
1: <laughs> ah the doorbell. Oh get to that.
0: And Matt is just like, how dare you?
1: Yeah, he makes some faces. He's like
0: how could you take my line like this? This is humiliating.
1: just co-opted it.
0: Can't believe this. Can't believe this. but um yeah, it's Lanny. Lanny's here.
1: Yeah, and Matt apologizes to Lanny as well. And we learn that Lanny will go on in Matt's place in the play.
0: How will Lanny say (laughs) this line?
1: I really wish. Or will he
0: just go get the door? I really
1: wish we got it. Why? Why? (laughs) How incredible would it have been if the very last scene of this episode was the play
0: if there's like a post credit scene like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's it's the school play and the doorbell rings and it's just Lanny going, oh, the doorbell. I'll get that. Yeah. yeah it that was just like something.
1: a missed opportunity. I Let know. Lanny speak.
0: Post-credits weren't a, a popular thing yet.
1: No, we just got bloopers.
0: No one wants bloopers. They want a post credit scene. Yeah. Marvel 101. Oh,
1: totally. Then we are back with Lizzie. Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda are watching cheerleading practice. Creepy. They're the only ones there, too. So why wouldn't the cheerleaders be like, get out?
0: I know. They (laughs) can't go down the same hallway as them, but they can sit in on cheerleading practice.
1: That feels like a plot hole.
0: It does indeed feel like a plot hole. Because it's like, this is serious cheerleading. Cheerleading is a serious thing. Like what if they were there as spies, trying to take their moves and then and then give them to a rival cheerleading squad? Like this is this is unacceptable.
1: Yeah, Lizzie could also be going back to her rhythmic gymnastic roots and trying to co op some of the cheerleading moves.
0: Lizzie could be infiltrating a POC cheerleading squad, and then they could teach her how to cheerlead, and then she could become a cheerleading phenom and get into Duke.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> is this the beginning of Work It? <laughs> That's a really good callback.
0: You like that? I did. Yeah.
1: But Kate approaches Claire. Claire's basically like, go away.
0: And then they fight.
1: Yeah. Claire's like, <laughs> anything you can do, I can do better. Bring it on.
0: Yeah. And then, okay. So, yeah, this is what Kate did in the backyard. She does a one-armed cartwheel.
1: No, she does more. The first move was like a one-armed like front layout and she does some cartwheels yes but she also does round offs and then the last move was an aerial no hands touch the ground like i mean warm- the aer-
0: i yes the aerial as you say was the one different thing that that looked different to me because i was like oh no hands
1: yeah but she really does just slip around a lot and then it's claire's turn and first move claire immediately falls and hurts her wrist
0: I know, and it's pretty embarrassing for her, honestly.
1: It, it really is. And then Kate is like, guess you can't be cheerleading, Captain.
0: Oh, petty.
1: And look at that. Lizzie gave Kate back her superpowers.
0: Being mean.
1: <laughs> Lizzie says that she can't believe Kate didn't learn anything. And I wrote in my notes that that kind of feels like the pot calling the kettle. Like, Lizzie, you are one to talk. You don't grow either. Yeah. No, you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. That is literally the definition of insanity.
0: It is. Um, did we mention Gordo saying that the natural order of things has been restored? <laughs> no, <laughs> Gordo, you weirdo.
1: But then we cut to lunch. Claire sprained her wrist, and Miranda's immediately like, "We're not going to help Claire. We're not doing this again."
0: <laughs> yeah, Claire is sitting all by herself in the grass.
1: No, she gets a table.
0: Oh right, she doesn't get a a table.
1: S- she doesn't get grasped.
0: She doesn't get grasped. <laughs> it's a verb now.
1: Yeah. Um, and Lizzie's like, I don't know why I even bother. And Gordo says, because Lizzie is a good person. How many times do we need to hear Gordo say that Lizzie is a good person?
0: Well, like to believe that she's a good person. Yes. Like if he speaks it into, if he speaks it enough times, like it'll be true.
1: It's like telling, not showing.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know that I see that Gordo, but sure. Yeah, they watch as Kate walks over to where Claire is and they narrate it the whole time. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Is is this happening?
1: It's happening.
0: And it turns out she's just going over there to invite her to sit with them.
1: Yes, and Lizzie specifically is credited (laughs) for- Lizzie, you did this. For turning Kate into a decent friend. (laughs) Yeah. But then, but then we get it. We get the moment. (laughs) The meaningful smile. Part two.
0: Yeah, Kate and Lizzie briefly smile at each other before Claire sees them smiling at each other and then makes a face, and then Kate proceeds to make a face.
1: And the natural order... Lion face. (laughs) And the natural (laughs) order of the universe is restored.
0: Actually, it was probably more like lemon face.
1: Yeah, it was a a lemon face. It
0: (laughs) It It was lemon face.
1: End of episode.
0: End of episode.
1: This was a fun one overall. I'm a bigger fan of Lizzie and Kate part one. From season one.
0: Yeah, I don't I did not really see the point of this.
1: This didn't add anything to their arc. We did get what are these feelings I'm feeling and a smile. But yeah.
0: And I feel like the assumption that Kate wouldn't have gone out to Claire if Lizzie hadn't done that is a little I don't know, that's a that's a leap for me. I agree. Like I don't I don't really see that logic, but okay.
1: Yeah, really just giving Lizzie credit where it is truly undue. Yeah. But that's what we get. That's what we get. Let's talk about some outfits. Okay. There are so many outfits.
0: There were a lot of outfits in this episode. Yeah. So I'd like to start with the first Lizzie outfit because what is this collar?
1: Yeah, it's like a v neck shirt with a lacy sort of collar. It's not really a collar. Miranda has a collar.
0: Okay, embroidery.
1: It's just along the the neckline. The Tiffany necklace is here to stay. It has been a season two staple.
0: I don't know. Lizzie's shirt just does not look like from this century.
1: It's very vintage. It's very not Lizzie. And Miranda's shirt is very not Miranda. What is happening?
0: What is happening? I know And Gordo's buttoned up today, like what is up with this?
1: And in like an aqua shirt.
0: Yeah. These are such generic cheerleading outfits. Like what cheerleading outfit doesn't have the school logo on it?
1: No, I feel like my Barbies had that cheerleading outfit
0: Just no effort here
1: Just like red, white, and blue Yeah Yeah, that's like a very eh outfit for Lizzie Is that like a brown skirt?
0: I think she just borrowed one of Joe's outfits
1: Yeah, and Gordo's wearing clothes that fit him Which is just weird
0: (laughs) What has happened to these people? All right, fast forwarding Maybe
1: those were their we sit in the grass now clothes
0: (laughs) They anticipate them getting a little dirty So they're wearing clothes they don't care about
1: Yeah Kate's shoulder sling is very Gucci.
0: <laughs> it is. And I feel like when Kate is like not in her cheerleading uniform, she, everything she has has feathers.
1: Oh yeah, it looks like she's wearing a boa just 24/7. <laughs> it's like a fuzzy collared sweater. Yeah. I like the scrunchie, the half up half down with the scrunchie. Miranda's look is a look I would wear. Really this scene yeah like Plaid pants the black Shirt
0: I think she has a a Union jack necklace too
1: The Union jack is back Season two
0: she's a big UK fan Aren't we all (laughs) Yeah so Lanny really Likes layers I'm starting to Realize like here he is Coming in green (laughs) Jeff Probe shirt but over that he's Got another camo shirt
1: (laughs) Yeah and khakis
0: And khakis like, if Lanny took off the the camo, I guess, jacket, he would look like a tiny Jeff Probst.
1: He would. It, his style also mimics Gordo's. A little bit. What, a, what an apron on Sam McGuire.
0: I mean, this is how he learns how to cook.
1: Work of art.
0: It's like an optical illusion, like a Rorschach test. All right. Next day, Matt is doing the Gordo look. He's got a red T-shirt. And over that, it looks like... <laughs> Maria Von Trapp turned one of the curtains into a shirt for him
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) an excellent analysis Yeah He is a Von Trapp child
0: He even kind of blends in with the pillow on the couch behind (laughs) him It's like where does Matt begin and the pillow Or where does Matt end and the pillow begin All right, so now Lizzie is proposing that they help Kate And she's wearing a t-shirt that says camp outdoors Does Lizzie camp? I mean, we saw them camp once, and it did not go well.
1: She is a poser.
0: <laughs> I don't think you believe in camping outdoors, Lizzie. Yeah. You don't fool me.
1: Camping? I think you mean glamping.
0: All right. This is the this outfit. This is the
1: outfit of the episode. This is
0: the outfit that we really want to talk about. We want to talk about some Matt McGuire, the actor. <laughs> Marissa, what, um, what pops first for you?
1: The glasses, the Elton John glasses.
0: <laughs> they are reminiscent of the three bi- uh, three blind mice glasses that Kate wore on said camping trip. Yeah. Except they're red.
1: Except they're red. Yeah. I mean, what isn't popping out to me? I think what me? pops
0: out to me first has got to be the ascot. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt McGuire in an ascot. That's <laughs> so um, Mr. Escobar of him. It is. But I guess that's what being in drama means—is that you have an ascot,
1: <laughs> the whole package, like the blazer, the collared shirt. It's a whole. It is a whole coordinated look.
0: It really is. And he's wearing like a blazer. It's intense. I want to talk about the shirt that um that Miranda wears for a a decent portion of this episode because it's just a black tank top, but it has like a hidden message, <laughs> like scrawled onto it, and it's hard to.
1: He wants glamour. Do you lose me.
0: Yeah, and then it's just like random Love. letters.
1: It's very emo. It is. There's a lot of colorful hair extensions in this episode, too.
0: There are. Lizzie's wearing a shirt that says Southeast Track. Is she on the track team?
1: I don't know. I don't know anything about Lizzie McGuire.
0: Here we get another view of, of Miranda's shirt. And, yeah, still can't read it. Love it, man, By diamonds i don't know matt's look then becomes a weird blend of his actor look and then also looks that we've seen before because this is the shirt the t-shirt that i for sure said i used to own
1: yeah that's what matt wears when he's sick
0: and then he's wearing like a scarf still
1: i can't tell if that's a scarf or if that's supposed to be like a like a heating pad like around his neck
0: something to get his voice back i guess yeah I also find it funny that um, Joe brings him like a full bag of saltines. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no portion control here.
1: No portion control. She doesn't know it. Yeah. Or maybe she just trusts Matt to make his own decisions and not eat an entire bag of saltines.
0: Yeah. It's so weird that they can't get branded cheerleading uniforms, but here's Kate with like a branded sweatshirt Mm -hmm. that clearly is like the same mask or the same logo as the school.
1: An entirely different color palette. I know
0: it's orange, and the cheerleading uniforms are like red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. They would have to... You would assume they would have some sort of orange cheerleading uniforms. It makes no sense. You
1: would assume.
0: Sloppy. There's just, you know, no consistency here. Nope. All right. And then at the end, I just want to talk a little bit about the outfits that... Well mainly Miranda's outfit because it looks like she pulled out like a Girl Scout uniform And then put it on but for some reason there's (laughs) also like a hospital cross on it
1: I don't understand
0: (laughs) Like what what is this look I don't
1: know what's happening It's very confusing you're right though it does look like my brownie vest
0: (laughs) And it's got badges on it that's how you know
1: Is that like a fuzzy sweater what what is in her lap
0: a blanket. She just carries a blanket around <laughs> she's with just her, cold. just in case she's cold. Yeah, Gordo, cargo pants.
1: They're back.
0: They're back.
1: I know. Seeing Gordo in jeans was a little bit
0: alarming. Yeah, get those cargo pants back, Gordo. Know yourself. And then Gordo, a button-down shirt over a button-down shirt. This is like a <laughs> how many good. levels of button-down shirts can you wear over? But it's classic each other? Gordo,
1: and it's good to see him back.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy look, crazy look.
1: Those are the outfits.
0: Yeah, those are them.
1: Now, we name some MVPs. You first.
0: Me first? All right. Um, There's actually a couple choices, I feel like, in this episode, because a lot of characters had decent episodes, or uh, a decent episode. I don't know. I can go through my choice, like the people I was choosing from. Obviously, Joe McGuire had my one of my favorite lines of the episode, but she does not get my MVP, I thought that Lizzie was a contender. This is obviously an episode uh, titled after Kate, so I had to think about Kate, but Kate's not my MVP. I think my MVP in this episode has got to be Matt McGuire, right? Like, ah, the doorbell, I'll get that. Like, there's no more iconic line from this episode than, ah, the doorbell, I'll get that. It's been, like, incepted into my brain.
1: (laughs) You'll never look at a doorbell the same way.
0: I know. I'll hear a doorbell, and I'll just be like... Ah, the doorbell. I'll get that. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, we have to also assume that the play fell apart without him. If he wasn't there, like he said, the play would not go on.
1: But Lanny stepped in.
0: Yeah, but could Lanny really deliver the line? I don't think we have confidence that he could. The play probably didn't happen. I believe. All right, so yeah, Matt McGuire is my MVP. Who is your MVP?
1: See, I was going to give it, you know, honestly... I feel like you'll roll your eyes at me if I give it to Lizzie.
0: Is that your is that your choice?
1: Well, I was I, I was either going to give it to Lizzie or Lanny.
0: Really, you're going to give it to Lanny? All right. Who? You, what is your what is your final decision?
1: I'm going to give it to Lanny. I believe in him. I have a confidence in Lanny that you know, off the page, off the screen, he delivered on the performance, and he had a great lion lemon. He was there to support Matt until Matt became unbearable and abusive and he knew his own worth and he walked away. But he's going to be the reason that the school play was saved at the end of the day. Matt got too power hungry and Lanny came through and saved the play.
0: Wow. Look at Lanny. Lanny's having a real good season too. Yee. Good for Lanny. Lanny's up to, I believe, five now. Wow. Yeah. So he's really creeping up the list. And Matt's also, you know, with that one MVP, he's now one behind or two behind Lizzie.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Within an
0: arm's, arms reach. Lizzie, you got to step up your it's game. It's a tight race. Although, we still have many episodes to go.
1: We do. But yeah. Cool. There it was, episode 204, The Rise and Fall of the Kate Empire. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at OutfitRepeatersPodcast at gmail.com.
0: This uh, episode, along with all of our other episodes, are available on our website, which is www.PaginatedMedia.com slash OutfitRepeaters. They're also available on any platforms where podcasts are available.
1: Be sure to tune in next week when we talk about episode 205, Working Girl.
0: On that note, we did get a couple questions in the email this week from Crystal, but they pertained to next week's episode. Um, So Crystal, we got your question. We're going to talk about it next week when we talk about Working Girl. Yes. Yeah. But keep those questions coming.
1: We love to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Good
0: times. Yeah. Thank you for submitting a question. Um, Anything else? Nah. Cool. All right. I did the
1: thing. I outroed us.
0: You did. All right. Now we out. Out.